Sup, sports fans. Uh, Riley here. Um, you may notice that uh, the audio quality in this episode isn't great. Uh, that's because I'm a dumbass. And uh, when I started using a slightly better uh, piece of audio production software uh, for the last, in fact, two episodes I've been recording, uh, I have forgotten, not forgotten, didn't even know I had to uh, t- turn on uh, the mixer as the main input. So what you're about to hear is four people, um, one of whom I get, yeah, four, uh, some amount of people, five people, one of whom is in the computer, uh, having a really jovial and slightly loud conversation uh, into the same (laughs) built-in microphone from the uh, laptop. We've solved the problem. It won't happen in future episodes, but um, if you're really offended by poor quality audio, uh, then I suggest you turn back now. Otherwise, uh, enjoy what was, um, you know, otherwise a delightful show to record with uh, Elena Kreshi, Olga Koch, uh, Hussein Kesvani, and Milo Edwards. Uh, follow us on uh, Trash Future Pod, and everything we say about every business and individual in this episode is, of course, alleged. Later. <laughs> Before we start, what I'm going to do is I've, I've found this thing online where Elon Musk speaks like an emo song. So I, I just want to put the cold open. I just want to read that. It's not true. Replies I will never be happier than having someone. Going to sleep alone kills me. It's not like I don't know what that feels like, being in a big empty house and the footsteps echoing through the hallway. No one there and no one on the pillow next to you. Fuck, how do you make yourself happy in a situation like that? Elon Musk, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fallout Boy Circle 2000. I'm getting some severe flashbacks to the South Wales emo scene right now, and it's not. <laughs> yeah, and as we know, that's, that's the it's best emo. It's the worst scene. Are we surprised that the South Wales emo scene isn't happy? It's not happy. in the New Jersey. Did Warp Tour ever go to South Wales? Yes! Yes, it did! I'm pretty sure. They had a party. Tesla and SpaceX executive board form a tribute band called Mike. <laughs> actually, actually, yeah. it's not chemical; it's electric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so actually, anyone else got any emo so band? A name? highly advanced bromance. Um, or did we just like, like fake ones or real ones? Because like uh, real thinking, ones. Simple plan is the real one. Remember, I'm just a kid. Are we getting copyrighted? <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, that would be that be I'm just a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Trash Future, the podcast about how the future is, was, and will continue mm. to be trash. And uh, joining us today is uh, whom exactly? Uh, we've got we've got me, uh, Milo Edwards at Milo underscore we've Edwards got on me, Twitter. Olga at Rock and Rollga on Twitter. The same Kizvani uh, at H Kizvani. Oh, it's me. I'm the guest. I'm Elena Cressy. <laughs> at Elena Cressy. Do you want me to spell it out? <laughs> Probably. E L E N A C R E S C I. Way. That can be like the hook. That can be like the hook of Elon Musk. Is, <laughs> is, is the is the way part of it? No, but it should be. That should be part of my brand. You should go into like children's TV presenting. You have a very sort of entertaining way of spelling things. That's what I want to do. I just want to be a blue Peter presenter so badly. Or write so lyrics want- for Fergie. Ooh, one of the two. Those are really similar jobs. Actually, I could do both. I mean, from uh, oh, yeah. from uh, our our episode with uh, Jack from Real Politic, we learned that really all you have to do to be a children's TV presenter is like eat a Sunday in the shower and like like tag it with a bunch of like Disney characters on YouTube. <laughs> okay, I can do that. Shit's That's weird fine. as fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Let's not yeah. talk about kids YouTube. Yeah. Like, um, like pregnant Spider Man. Oh, oh. We, we know we have. I, I saw one of that. the kids today. I saw one of the kids today watching one of those weird YouTube videos. You saw oh, it in real life? Yeah, as in like it was in a pram. Oh, it was God. in a pram, and like the video was of two green pepper pigs vomiting into each other. <sighs> That's so, like Miranda July. Like a sort of weird cross between Peppa Pig and Angry Birds. <laughs> I was actually, I was looking into that story, trying to do something on it. 
something which is quite difficult because it's a really weird one um and I was chatting to a couple of my friends who are parents and one of one of my friends has two kids and one of them last time I saw them he was like totally fine watching like kids YouTube on the app but apparently she had to stop him watching it because he basically started acting really weird afterwards she doesn't think he saw any of this he videos. bought a map he started ranting about the Muslims in front of it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she was like yeah he started acting really weird so now um we're sticking to bbc iplayer he started, he started, he, do you think he, there's going to be like weird iplayer that comes out at some point yeah. and like if so like what, what what's, what's, what's going to go wrong? i mean the daily mail is gonna love that i love slag of the bbc for my that. baby Personally. is addicted to brain force plus and he won't stop watching two peppers one <laughs> my baby is addicted to brain force plus and i keep trying to get him to brush his teeth but then he outsmarts me with logic this is so weird <laughs> i had no warning no warning this is what yeah, I mean, this is how it usually works. Like, you send a very respectable DM saying, "Hey, we're doing a political <laughs> podcast. You should come on." <laughs> and then it's like, the "When is thing this is... ever political? This isn't political." <laughs> I was told this wasn't political. Uh, <laughs> the daily ass eating episode was the most political this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine... <laughs> Imagine my shock when the whole podcast was the Dick Van Dyke of the alt right. <laughs> the problem is the the, the ass eating podcast did work. Anyway, <laughs> that's the one where we just ate each other's asses. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I missed that one. <laughs> um, did so I, did I? Did I? T- I don't know. I think I told Riley this, but I don't think I told Olga that. Um, basically, so my my girlfriend rang me like a few days after that podcast. I was really hungover. She was like, "Oh yeah, my mom listened to your podcast." Now her mom has never met me, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And I was like, and I suddenly remembered what week it was, and I was like, "Wait, what fucking episode did she listen to? Please let, please say she started from the beginning." She was like, "Yeah, she said it was a bit weird." <laughs> like, and then apparently her comment was, "To be fair, Milo was the one trying to move it on from Assy." <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That is amazing. Fortunately, fortunately, I don't think my. I really hope my parents don't listen to this. If you're listening to this, please stop listening now. My parents don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have an advantage. Oh my god. Oh man, you're so lucky. <laughs> yeah. Olga's, Olga's parents, parents are actually, are actually radical jihadists. <laughs> <laughs> This is not the Milo in the bowl I was promised. Gets more naked as the the episode goes along. You guys didn't say this was a striptease podcast, like... It's strip. It's strip casting. Strip casting. Uh-huh. He sounds more naked. Ah, okay. Okay. I don't the know what that means. With me, Milo Crystal Edwards. <laughs> no, it's uh, for Dolph, dolphin listeners. Can tell that the sound is bouncing off his dick. Oh my! <laughs> what? What the fuck? I just, I just feel like you just need to be like. Sorry, guys, the dolphin's just jumping in. I just told like no. (laughs) This is wrong. The universal answer to what animal you'd fuck is always dolphin. Oh yeah. Oh my god, but that's actually happened. I mean, there was that big experiment. There was that guy. There was that lady. But no, you have to put the link to. There's a Guardian long read. Yes, it's on the Guardian. That means it's fucking legit. There is a Guardian long read on the woman who, like, there was, like, an experiment to try and get dolphins to speak. Mm-hmm. And somehow <laughs> that involved uh, living with a dolphin in a house yes. that was, like, half water, half... Yeah, she fled her own basement. <laughs> no, it wasn't her. She was, like, a legit scientist. Like, seriously, it's actually quite sad when you read we it. Because she's a legit scientist. Okay, let's jerk him off. <laughs> 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 But that's kind of like if you read the article, there's a bit where she's like, Yeah, and we like, you know, he got really attached to me, and then he just he used to have these boners, and it was really awkward. So I just thought, Well, I'll just have to mouth. And she was like, It's just a reflex thing, blah blah blah. But then, like, how, how many people do you have to have jerked off for jerking off to become a reflex action in like an awkward situation? Like, like you know, someone you forget someone's name at a party, and your wrist just starts going, and you're like, "Oh God, I'm I'm terribly sorry." We are actually lucky enough to have a proper internet expert here. Oh my uh, God! Also a whales expert. Hey, <laughs> whales, whales, and dolphins. Am I right? Hey. Those are like LinkedIn. Yeah, you, know, you can get them. Um, that got, is literally what is on my LinkedIn. Relics for you to identify and date for us. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this one's from Swansea. Success, baby meme. <laughs> 
Oh wait, we're talking about memes, not whales. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, but there was this, there's this, um, there's this thing that's happened recently uh, on the internet that everyone's yeah, mad we've about. We've got some old internet relics for you to identify and date for us. So, can you tell us a little bit about what the fuck is going on with a calendar? Okay, so uh, do you guys know who Zuella is? You- uh, yeah. I actually don't. Well, uh, I can't believe you don't know who Zuella is. She is like. It's the it's the French feminine form of the word zoo. <laughs> no, nice guess. No, no, no love for that one. No, <laughs> no, no. Anyway, anyway, let's move on. Um, so she is pretty much the biggest YouTuber um, in the UK. Um, she is like a lifestyle beauty YouTuber. She started in like 2009 when she was like. I don't know. I don't know if she was in her teens or like in her early twenties. Just disgustingly young. Anyway, she's only about a year younger than me, but she's richer than me, so she's disgustingly young. And um, yeah, she's built like this massive empire based off the fact that she's kind of beige, inoffensive. I mean, that's I mean, just basic. like that's basically what Richard Spencer did. Oh wow! Okay, um, <laughs> with I mean, going I'm, right there. Now. I he wouldn't equate a... Zoella with Richard Spencer. Well, like, okay, Richard Spencer, Quite. based on based on having beige skin color, built a massive following online. I meant beige in terms of she's just kind of she's not really radical. She's okay. not really anything. You know, I mean, her views on exfoliators would. I mean, oh, dates. Okay. Dates. She's the, she's the OG oh, centrist. <laughs> no, I liked it. That was funny. And she's here tonight. <laughs> and just to con- Stage smoke fills the room. Just to confirm Zoella is not right wing as far as I know. I don't think she's a Nazi. Pretty sure she's not. Possibly anyway. Tory, You're losing though. her Nazi followers. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> she's not Taylor Swift. Come on. Anyway. Oh, that was a bit awkward. Very, we're veering towards like libel territory. Here. Yeah, I should None of out. these people are Nazis, except the people who would sue us if we claimed they weren't Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... Everything is allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, the point is, she's massive. She's a big deal. And she has this whole line of cosmetics. Um, Again, like her, kind of inoffensive. A lot of millennial pink, a lot of polka dots. I don't actually know what it smells like, but I'm pretty sure it's floral. Mm -hmm. Just like it sells a bunch of money, she makes a lot of money out of it. So this year, she's released an advent calendar. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so, like, this is a thing, like, you have, like, beauty advent calendar. <laughs> With a different quote from mine. <laughs> Again, I just want to state that no, that is that is not what is in Zoella's calendar. <laughs> now, when you apply this exfoliant to the Reichstag, you will get a burning oh my God, sensation. No. Oh, my God. You guys are terrible. <laughs> so, I'm just going to tell you what's in this calendar. So, it's got 12 doors instead of the traditional 25 because I assume 12 days of Christmas but also so it was like the Martin Luther <laughs> of advent calendars just like yeah. nail, the, nail so, it in this calendar uh, it's a holiday calendar but then if it's 12 days of Christmas it's not it's not advent because the 12 days of Christmas start on Christmas day oh yeah true maybe maybe that's why anyway the stuff that has gone in it's got like a candle a purse seven stickers whoa a pen a jotter pad a pom-pom key ring. Wait, how big is this calendar? It's like, it's like, I don't know. But if it's got a purse. I'm, I'm making, I'm making like hand gestures. For our primarily visual medium. This is great. <laughs> so wait, is this, does the calendar literally contain a purse? Yeah, it's like a tiny purse. Like wait. a little, a little purse, you know, a little coin purse. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's not like, not like a giant bag. It's not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. No. That's why you keep your pennies in. Exactly. I don't... <laughs> you don't get like a lock. Anyway, the... <laughs> The other thing that's in it is one of the doors has just confetti behind it, which was one of the sticking points. Anyway, so this is £50. Like, you get, like, a bunch of these things and a couple of other things, like a cookie cutter as well, uh, for 50 quid. Mm-hmm. Cookie so cutter is very like meta. Of yeah, her, and you get two like... cookie cutters as well. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. 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 I do get it. Sorry, I, <laughs> I need to fucking stop. <laughs> no, never stop. Never, never stop, stop posting verbally. <laughs> anyway, so this calendar is fifty quid, and someone worked it out by like looking on Amazon and Premark um, to like figure out like how much these items would cost individually, okay. and they figured out that if you literally just bought all of those items separately, it would cost you about twenty quid. Rather than fifty pounds, so people are really angry about that because Zoella's fans are primarily teenage girls. Like mm-hmm. you know, 
And there's a lot of like working class teenage girls who are really, really big fans of Zoella's. So they felt it was irresponsible of her to like charge so much for a calendar. I mean, the whole the whole angry mess started with actually another fucking YouTuber because okay. obviously it did. So there's this because dude, online is so regular. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's ludicrous. Anyway, there's this guy called Jack Mate. That's how his name is spelled. That's how you pronounce A's his name. And three A's in mate, two A's in Jack. So I, I'm assuming. Is he perhaps just Dutch? And he's like, yuck. Yuck, Mart? Yuck, Mart definitely sounds like a new kind of underwear that keeps you from getting like kicked in the balls by Antifa. Yuck, Mart. This is definitely the most powerful anti-ball kicking underwear I've ever used. In fact, we won't even sell it to you unless you can prove that you're a real troop fighting Antifa. Baked Alaska definitely has an entire suit made of yakmas. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. So that when, so that when he goes and like tries to pick up thirteen year old girls who just embarrass him in public, he doesn't get hurt when their dads just deck him across the head. <laughs> yakmas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's like, it's quite a funny video where he literally reviews the calendar. And it's just amusing because he's like opening various doors and he's like, I can't believe what this is confetti. Oh my god! And just. Yeah, so he's basically, that's kind of where it started. And then there were a lot of other people online who were really mad. And then Zoella, like, basically made a video being like, oh, you know, I'm only, you know, you know, I wouldn't rip you off, you know, with my brand, blah, 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 which is, you know. <laughs> and then Boots said they're, like, cutting the prices cal- the, the calendar's price in half. Um, so, like, they actually responded to all of this anger online. And then... There's more. There's more. There's more. Um, So basically, a bunch of like really bad tweets that Zoella sent from when she was like 20, like kind of like pre woke. Yeah, kind of like homophobic. um, Milkshake duck. Yeah. Do you know it wasn't? It wasn't a super strong milkshake duck. They were like they were they were really dumb and really really bad tweets. Yeah. And um, you know, rightfully so, she got called out for them. Um, But. I'm standing and saluting right now uh, because nothing but respect for my president. So, <laughs> so you laugh about that, but like I do feel that there is potentially a universe where that could happen. <laughs> From Prime Minister Zoella. I mean, that's why we should, I mean, not to get all serious, but I think that's why we should probably take internet celebrities a lot more seriously than we do. Well, we obviously do, but I'm talking about the mainstream media. Or like where the, her fans come to the stores and it's like, no, I am paying 50 pounds. most of them don't care they're just like i I don't know if most of them would have even bought the bloody calendar but i i don't know no you'd be so like i what i zoella's brother i can't remember his name but Uh, joe sug joe sug sorry thank you thank you zoe so he he did a um so he you know those pop-up shops in london and carnaby street and stuff so i think Mm -hmm. he did one there and I happened to be there at the same time. Obviously, happened not. To be just, oh, happened, just happened, okay. just happened to be there. Are you a big fan of the Sug crew? The, don't they call themselves Sug Life or something? Oh, no! They no, have, no, no, they, no, I've no. Wait, is that, is that Subway Jared Street? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're about the same age, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, I'm on Team Fogel. Uh, <laughs> Jared Fogel. So Jared Fogel, political prisoner. This is extremely <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, the line was huge, and the thing was, like, they were all like young kids with their parents, and it was really funny just looking at the face of these parents because it was like on a Thursday or something, right? So these parents have like had to take a day off work to take their kids all the way into London to like go see these like you to go see this YouTube star who like supposedly from what I hear like they don't actually often a lot of the time they don't even show up or they show up for like twenty minutes and then they go. Um, so like the look on these parents' faces is just like. I don't even know how to describe it. It's priceless. Well, did, um, you, did you see the price of any of his stuff? No, because I didn't go in the store. But I think he was like selling T-shirts, right? Okay. Um, so I'd be interested to know um, how much like some... I, I tried to look it up earlier, but the, the merch was mostly like T-shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'd be interested to know if there are any other like big YouTubers who are like selling stuff for a big markup price because... I feel like... You'll heard of jo- Paul Joseph Watson. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, can, you can buy the official lib-owning map. <laughs> <laughs> what, would, what would, like, a Paul Joseph Watson calendar look like? Yeah. Uh, 
a, a, a Paul Joseph Watson calendar would replace like International <laughs> Women's Day with, but what about Men's Day? It would replace Black <laughs> History Month with White History Month. Men's Day is on Sunday. Not all Men's Day. <laughs> <laughs> How did we not know that? It's on Sunday. Oh I, my god! I did some vox pops with people being like, "Hey, it's a uh, International Men's Day." Well, on where, where are you going to be filming? Oh no, so, we've done it already. Oh, <laughs> we have so many opinions on <laughs> in International Men's. Do you know I, most people were like? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Is that a thing? So, like, every single Vox Pop started off with me saying, being like, okay, so I've just told you International Men's Day is a thing. Now tell me, why do you think there's an International Men's Day? I'm doing Zoella calendars for all of you for International Men's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate International Men's Day the best way. <laughs> with, a, with a tiny purse full of confetti. I can't wait to get my coin purse where I can put my, like, deposit saving. <laughs> oh, pre- preview of second half content. It's probably going to be millennial pink. I, uh, I mean, it would, it would suit, wouldn't it? So, <laughs> so wait, what was so? Uh, you said earlier that Zoella had a little bit of a pre-woke period. Yeah, so I don't have any of the tweets here. Right now. I can probably look them up. But, I mean, she um, was she was like saying they were like observational tweets, right? So they were like, yeah. I saw this woman and like she's like what a chav and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So we're like fairly low key. Mm-hmm. There was one. Quite, yeah. There was one where she was like, Oh my god, it's so funny when gay men spit. Like they just can't do it. Oh my god. But the, the thing the thing that I find interesting about it is um, this is going to happen to every single millennial and what millennial and whatever I don't know what the younger generation is called. Teens, they're just all teens. Uh, they're just all teens. Z generation. Okay. Uh, millennials, please. Whatever annoying name we're going to give them that they're going to fucking hate as much as we hate millennial. Um, like we're gonna there's going to be that period Shots. where old tweets, <laughs> old Facebook posts, and all that stuff. Although maybe not with the teens because most of them are on friggin' Snapchat and it deletes after 24 hours. But yeah, like that's the, you have this like social media reckoning and it's coming for all of us. I mean, it's interesting <laughs> that at, there is right now some like, you know, 25 year old American who will be elected president at some point walking Jake around. Paul. Yeah, Jake Paul. <laughs> um, who has it? I mean, you see, you say that like it's oh yeah, good. no, I, I, that could happen. It's gonna happen. I mean, do, like, do, oh, yeah. Donald yeah. Trump is president. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's <laughs> not whoa. a far stretch to imagine a YouTuber getting there as well. Donald Donald Trump's. I mean, so this is my. <laughs> I think of Donald Trump as an internet celebrity because mm-hmm. yeah, he started out on reality TV and stuff, but his fame incubated on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like he would be nothing without Twitter. Um, I mean. That's a lot for that's a lot for Twitter to like think about there. But um, Trump would be nothing without Twitter and a several hundred million dollar inheritance. So we we can we can conclude. I think that uh, <laughs> Zoella did like a really dumb thing now and in the past. I mean, you know, like she's an internet celebrity. Like her, everything that she does is going to be scrutinized more than mm-hmm. anyone else is. That's not a defense. I, by I way. don't know how it's long that. Fact. So what I saw on YouTube, what I saw on Twitter and stuff was like lots of her young fans who kind of like dismissed it. They were like, mm-hmm. so they were the ones who were kind of the ones who like you know we we obviously but oh you know the the, the teens and like the millennials mm-hmm. well the, the dang, young people the like you know they're they're woke and they don't you know they're not racist and they like pro, like progress and stuff but actually like they were very dismissive of like the things that she said and mm-hmm. like see that was interesting like in like a a moment we're having right now where everyone is getting like. It's like everyone's hype, hyper mm. visually get is that the right word? I don't fucking know. Getting like called out right yeah. now, mm-hmm. and that's really interesting to see like that dismissiveness and like, oh, she's yeah. grown, she's only human. But because like her, because like she is less of a person and more of a brand, mm-hmm. and the idea that like you know it's not necessarily her, but the fact that like because like Zoella as a person is largely disposable, but. The idea, like the thing that she represents in terms of, as you said, like beige YouTube YouTubers who can sell anything. She's like the fucking Batman of cosmetics YouTubers. Like people don't need Zoella; they need the idea of Zoella. Yeah, she she could. There could be someone else like coming up the ranks who will like end up replacing her. Who knows? But like that's that's a fear that happens to anyone in that sort. Yeah, because she, she's what in her mid twenties now, right? Uh, yeah, she's. Oh she's shit! The, the timer in her wrist is the timer in her wrist is going to start blinking, <laughs> oh and she's going to have to do, do the ritual of <laughs> <What>? carousel. <laughs> this, is, this is an interesting thing that's going to happen because I've. I've heard a lot of people talking about YouTube and, like, you can't, like, the, the, people reckon that if you start now, you wouldn't make it in the way mm. that Zoella and all of the, like, the British set, they, they're all friends. It's so weird. Like, the the really, really famous UK ones are all friends with each other. They're all represented by the same management. 
Um, and they all have very, very similar brands that are in each other's. Well, stuff. okay, so this is. Oh, and I'm going to get. No one else to be friends with someone that weird. But like, essentially, their currency is sincerity, and because, mm-hmm. like, because uh, apart from like a regular celebrity that doesn't really have a direct contact with their fan base, like in, even the way like Jennifer Lawrence or Woody Allen doesn't, they do. And like the people <laughs> who have risen in noon 2009, they like started from nothing. You can go back and you could see their videos of terrible quality, terrible editing, and all that. Right now, they're kind of coming out super polished, so they don't have that sincerity element. Mm. But basically now, whatever the media says about them, they can they have a direct channel in which they could be like, totally. no, you guys know me, and like that is which still Which is why works, I hate you, but we'll Which, <laughs> like, Harvey Weinstein yeah. or Kevin Spacey can't do. But, what, but and that's the, you can see that in American politics, where it, I think, like, the um, Al Franken and Roy Moore um, allegations are sort of almost happening in parallel, where you'll see people like... Um, like people, like like all of, all of a sudden, Roy Moore has made um, American conservatives give a, a lot of a shit about the difference between a pedophile and an ephebophile. <laughs> uh, and at the same time, you know, Al Franken uh, has like centrist Democrats, like fuck, like the celebrity ghouls that sort of support them, like Michael Ian Black and fucking Sarah Silverman, has them saying, "Look, it's okay that Al Franken like touched up um, this uh, female uh, colleague of his." in the sort of early 2000s because ultimately he's a Democrat and we like his policies. It's the same. It's yeah, it's literally, it is the same thing where, you know, it, mm. because we have this sort of personal animus towards that other side that we are <clears throat> going to sort of forgive our guy of any crime, um, which just seems to me to be, you know, a, a, a real symptom of our garbage future. Of course it is. Depressor. Uh, that's why we need irony. That's why not <laughs> Can all we talk about that? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Only Republican or Democrat <laughs> Republican, you ask. Guys, I sadly have to go. Can I preemptively answer the question about my millennial buys? Yes. yes. Cannot stop purchasing minion merch. Someone help me. Olga, thank you very much for uh, filling in for Charlie Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is a reading from Quora.com, which is uh, Yahoo Answers for the uh, the delusional. Um, and uh, the question posed here is, what is the naughtiest thing you have ever done as a teenager? Um, Feels so it should really be you ever did as a teenager, but fine. Um, and this has been answered by Anonymous, and he says, teenager? Question mark. I told this story to my adult sons. I was once wandering through a nature reserve when a beautiful young lady half my age took me by the hand and led me behind a small hillock about a meter and a half high. I like the word hillock. There she pushed me back on a patch of aloe vera, opened my zip, half took off her jeans and underwear and sat on me till I came. (laughs) (laughs) I idea that the zip she opened was like the zip to turn his cargo trousers into cargo shorts. and, And he actually just came in his pants. Behind us, we could hear families chatting and laughing as they passed by on the other side of the hillock. The lesson, my sons, is never do this on a patch of aloe vera. The stains won't come off your trousers. My sons laughed. Dream on, Dad, they said. That's quite an imagination you have developed. But it was true. (laughs) And then it just ends with an ellipsis. (laughs) Um, That is a lie. I'm just going to put it out there. That didn't happen. I think it's a I think it's a Kremlin bot writing Quora answers. Um, what I like is that he says she was half his age, but doesn't doesn't specify what her age was. <laughs> like, then he gets elected senator of Alabama. Topical. What grew up to be Roy Moore? <laughs> I'm all about being topical. Also, when's Hussein getting back? Did we offend him? Hussein, have you just left? R.I.P. Hussein. He what? died as he lived. On a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something like tweeting some dumb shit, but that is funny. Oh, he's back! Hello. He's not dead! Hussein's alive! I, I, I went, it's I, an international men's day miracle. Actually. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I went to the bathroom and I just got caught thinking oh, about Baked Alaska. Um, and it you made went me to the bathroom and thought about Baked Alaska. And it made me sad. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
Um, so in in other uh, oh, terrible- man, we should have got a baked Alaska to eat live on this podcast. That would have been so good. <laughs> um, so in in other bowl, uh, other bowl, other other bowl, uh, we uh, we have a listener submission for a dumb company uh, this week. Woo! Yay! I love to have at least one listener. Have it. It's it's excellent. It's now we can go get that Squarespace money. Yeah. It's can the... this one listener just make sure they follow me on Twitter? Because <laughs> you know I've been off for a while and I just need some followers. <laughs> shouts out! Shouts out to our only listener, uh, my my girlfriend's mum. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we have two. We we have Miles' girlfriend's mum. We... <laughs> <laughs> okay, both of you need to follow me on Twitter. All two of you. If my following, oh, yeah, and and the girl whose ass Riley ate last night. <laughs> that this that this podcast is literally ruining my life because now, like, my old university friends are like having sex with Riley, and it, all, my whole life is becoming too intertwined with itself. I'm so um, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, our uh, we have at least three listeners. Uh, the one, the, our listener, um, Melissa, has sent this in. Thank you, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, big, big shouts to Melissa. She wins a free pack of Brain Force Plus. <laughs> I would ask Melissa to follow me, but I've decided in um, respect for International Men's Day that only men can follow me online. <laughs> in honor of an International Men's Day, we're no platforming all women. <laughs> <laughs> That's the true meaning of International Men's Day. <laughs> so, Wait, does that um, mean I probably shouldn't be on this podcast? In, in the, in the equal, no platforming me. In, in the interest of not silencing women, uh, because it's not International Men's Day yet, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read what Melissa sent us. Uh, she says, I listened to your latest episode and immediately thought of Girl Crew, which is a company that, according to Melissa... Uh, started a load of Facebook groups for women in different cities and are now trying to get everyone to move from those to a terrible, basically, Facebook clone, but that's purple instead of blue. Ah. Uh, because, you know, uh, gender is in everything. Uh, and then yeah. she says, essentially, all it really is is a service where you pay to get, like, a newsletter uh, on email. Right. So, uh, girl I mean, crew, I wouldn't pay to get them out of my spam box because <laughs> I sign up to them and I forget. And as far as I can tell, what they all, what they do is they put on events um, that are sort of around the city, uh, but where you pay for the newsletter and you pay to go to the events, and the events are just going to hell. Wait, 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 wait. So you pay for the newsletter, but you also pay for the event. You don't get some sort of discount or uh, something? It's like, it's yeah, it's 10 euro a month. Uh, to join Girl Crew. 10 euros. Uh, this is the Girl Crew. Dub- this is, I have the, the Dublin. Oh, so 10 box. euros, so that's like 50 pounds. <laughs> wait, wait till we get Nigel Farage started on this one. <laughs> so it says, uh, for Girl Crew Premium, each week you'll be sent an email with details of the next four events. Uh, we'll always have a Girl Crew team member host the event, and you'll always have your point of contact phone number. So it seems like uh, they organize school trips, basically. But uh, for... I mean, it sounds women. like... Meet up, except just for women, and you have to pay for it. I guess. And here is here is the real problem. Now, um, this is all Melissa got for us because she quite rightly, um, when she pointed out that starting a bunch of Facebook groups isn't a business, uh, they blocked her. Oh well. <laughs> so uh, not all women are allowed to be in girl groups. <laughs> that's how. That's how. That's how you win an argument is blocking people on the internet. And here's where this app gets truly ghoulish. Uh, which is before she was blocked, uh, she took a screenshot of the bit where they said that over 100 unpaid interns form almost their entire labor force. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> so in many ways, it's a lot like um, <sighs> Breitbart under Milo, where he had all his like 100 unpaid interns do all his like shitty blogs. Yeah, it's like Breitbart. Not this, Milo. <laughs> <laughs> do you get that a lot? Guys, it was a pre-woke period. There was one guest on this podcast who genuinely, for the first like five minutes, thought I was the other one. Is that Hannah? <laughs> I think I listened to that one. What I, but what I, I think is hilarious is that Girl Crew, even though they have like, they think they're super woke because they're employing a lot of women in tech. But the problem is, they're not paying women not in paying. tech. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like you could make the argument for fucking cotton plantations in the <laughs> south in the 19th century that they were employing a lot of people of colour <laughs> by that logic. I'm sort of wary about the whole like right of reply thing at the most. So I'd like, I, I don't know if, if you guys have spoken to them or anything, but like that sounds so depressing if, the, if that is the case. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this. It's uh, it's huge of true, huge of true. This is all alleged. Okay. But um, <laughs> I just want to, yeah, uh, thank you, uh, Melissa. This was great. <laughs> this is exactly the kind of thing we want to see. Uh, so if any other listeners who find some dumb, just absolute late capitalist mm. nightmare technology shit, if you want to send it to our DMs uh, at Trash Future Pod or on our uh, uh, Facebook page. And we'll put a notification in our newsletter, which is currently being written up by a, a, and, by, and into by no. a child in writing. Hey, so what you yeah. don't know is that I'm <laughs> in Girl Crew. I'm Girl Crew. It's me, Girl Crew. <laughs> You see, what, what the listeners of Trash Future don't know is that actually Hussein and I are unpaid interns. <laughs> Crowd unpaid interns at Girl Crew. That's your entire brand, right? Getting yeah. fat off of the reaping the rewards of the Trash Future podcast. Anyway, that's, uh, that's our, our listener submission. But um, in terms of uh, how the uh, unpaid interns of Girl Crew, allegedly are going to uh, pay for their sort of lavish avocado coffee lifestyles. <laughs> um, just to introduce our, our, our next topic, um, it recently came out that a, uh, an estate agent, uh, noted um, excellent people, estate agents, <laughs> um, have uh, released basically a litany of complaints about millennials. <laughs> I mean, they had to eventually. Everyone Yeah, has. I mean, everyone's just loved us for so long. I know. You know, it finally... too much positive press. It was, it was time about for the... time to slay some sacred horses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sacred cow. No sacred horse. Sacred cow. Sacred horse. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is a sacred horse? I don't know. Bellerophon. <laughs> Pegasus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, so the, the inhabitants of the Augean stairs. <laughs> Greek shit. Greek future. The podcast about the future is Greek. Sacred horses. <laughs> anyway, so basically they had this yeah. litany of complaints that um, millennials aren't getting on the property ladder, largely because of the same bullshit that we keep hearing, either because we're doing hookup culture or because we're having too much avocado toast. Or in this case, it's sandwiches. We have to stop eating sandwiches stop if we want to get houses. Well, I, I disagree with this because I, I'm a millennial and I live on an actual ladder. <laughs> uh, you've, uh, you've done some math for I us. I did some maths and I really, 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 really hate maths. So, <laughs> so you know, you guys listeners, are very fortunate. if you don't follow her on Twitter, then she did math for nothing. Uh, exactly. <laughs> follow me. Follow me. Follow me. It's our little contribution to getting women into STEM subjects. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Oh, we've broken Riley. I didn't even hear that. Riley, that laugh was like, you know that, you know that witch from Power Rangers. <laughs> After ten thousand years, I'm free. Time to buy a house. That's what it is. She's Re- buying all the houses in London. Rita Repulsa was the Rita. ultimate incel. Did she just call her the ultimate incel? The ultimate incel. Do you have to be a dude to be incel? Or is that not true? I don't know. On International Men's Day, we're making aware that everyone can be in trouble. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I did some maths. Hello. So this, so this estate agent. There were like a bunch of things in. Oh, they're called in Strut and Parker, which is oh, like wow. the worst. Strut. They had a list of things millennials need to stop buying. So that included the lottery, so lottery tickets. Ah, millennials love the lottery. We love the lottery. I spend so <laughs> much money on lottery tickets. Like so I, much, I actually so will, I will queue up overnight outside the Supreme shop Same. to get a box local lottery ticket. <laughs> I scratch, I do like well, uh, 25 scratch cards a day and then I use the dust from it and snort it. <laughs> we had an intervention for you just last week. I can't believe you're still doing it. <laughs> so other things millennials apparently spend too much money on. And bear in mind, I think these two are like kind of reasonable because let's face it, if you know you may as well enjoy yourself if you know that you can't save up to afford a house deposit. Yeah. So it's like holidays and nights out and stuff like that. Yeah. And they like worked it all out. Anyway, anyway mm. the main one uh-huh. was that millennials need to stop buying sandwiches. Um Oh fucking hell. <laughs> The, the fucking the last day, the Louis Catours 
de- debauchery of the millennials. <laughs> we buy so many sandwiches for lunch. If we just made our own lunch, then maybe, maybe, just maybe, we could afford that house to put. If, if you just laid off the fucking mayonnaise, prawn mayonnaise. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm sorry, but I can't live without Fabergé egg mayonnaise sandwiches. So I love I, that I, Marie Antoinette leaning out the window just saying, let them eat Pret. <laughs> oh my God, no! <laughs> you know what, this has come at the worst time because like Christmas sandwiches are really the only type of good sa- like, san- like street sandwiches. I hate sandwiches. <laughs> I really so how hate you don't have a house? Yeah. I know! Okay. This is what I'm mad about. We, anyway. got, we got more math. We got more math. Okay, so I've got maths. Maths, hang on. I'm scrolling down to my maths. So... Um, I looked up, so the average house deposit in London is 91,000 because we live in a hellscape. Mm-hmm. Reasonable um, and normal. Yeah. yeah. Regular city. So I worked out <laughs> that um, it would take, so you guys know what a Boots meal deal is, right? Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what a Boots meal deal is? I mean, I do mo- do most of my eating from like, okay, good. <laughs> um, no, a hipster delis and Broadway oh, market. So you don't know what a Boots, <laughs> boots meal deal, you get sam- sandwiches, some crisps and a drink. It's three ninety nine, which went up recently. Went up recently. How much did it go up? Like, oh, God, it was only, like, 20p, but still. Like, still, that is... could have gone to, like, fucking bricks and mortar, man. <laughs> I mean, you know that M&S, M&S then launched uh, a meal deal that was £3.50. Wow. Come in, come from... Anyway, for, for the purposes... Well, you should have heard about the Zoella meal deal. <laughs> the Zoella meal deal, which was £8, <laughs> but only had constituent parts of a value of about £2.30. Okay, average house deposit in London is 91k, so that amounts to... 22,800 plus Boots meal deals. So that's how many Boots meal deals you would need to forego in order to afford the average house deposit in London. So I realise that's very expensive. That's quite a bit. Not everyone lives in London, so... Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, I looked to the homeland, not not Russia in this case, I looked, I looked to Wales, mm-hmm. um, where the average house deposit is 17,000. And the better news is, you know, you'd only have to sort of put away the money for... 4,260 plus boots meal deals there. Oh, cool. If nice. you want like a little a little mm-hmm. house in Murfordville, then that's all you need to do. Is just forego thousands of lunches. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Just save your money. Yeah. Don't, I, I, I mean, just don't eat. Mm-hmm. And that seems reasonable. No, yeah, that seems totally reasonable. Just like millennials lunch. just want everything handed to them, like exactly. you know, food and shelter. No. Take from bins, man. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like mm, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, more like Maslow's hierarchy of wants. <laughs> <laughs> but I also worked out. Okay, so uh, do you remember that Australian guy who was like, "Hey, if, if millennials stop buying avocado on toast," so he claimed that avocado on toast was twenty-two Australian dollars. Which... What, wait, what is that? True or reasonable? I have no idea. I was like, <laughs> or is this just is an example true? of like, like rich guy logic, where like if they like they go to buy a pint of milk, they either try to, <laughs> they either try to pay in like three pennies, or they write a check for ten thousand dollars. Totally. Like I don't know the difference between these. Exactly. Good news is twenty two Australian dollars is twelve pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so regular. Yeah. Normal for a London house. Yeah. Seven thousand five hundred eighty three. Just things of. Yeah. Avocado, just don't eat them. Uh-huh. Okay, and then ahead. you've Excellent. got 91k. Yeah, perfect. You can get a house in London. Nice. And also, so you could say so by the time you're able to afford like your shitty one bed, like two bedroom in like zone six or seven, yeah, you will be massively malnutritioned. You'll mm-hmm. probably have diabetes. Um, one record. So I there's another layer to this. Okay. So there's a whole genre of articles which is why aren't millennials buying x thing i found a buzzfeed article from last year which just like random oh yeah i've seen some of these yeah so like why aren't millennials buying diamonds <laughs> why God, what's going on think why aren't millennials buying cereal why bars of soap because we're very clean <laughs> yeah well i think it's a millennials aren't buying diamonds because of hookup culture i mean oh, we're not buying cereal because we're eating avocado on toast we're not buying soap because uh, we're too woke to shower. So there's one more. There's one more that I thought was interesting. So you know how the estate agent was like, hey, hey, stop buying lottery tickets. So from a 2014 article in the Globe and Mail, that claimed that millennials are not buying lottery tickets. And they were wondering why. Why aren't millennials buying lottery tickets? This is... The lottery industry... The lottery mines will surely collapse. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I've I've found actually a similar article in Fast Company, but from 2012. Oh wow! And it, it, it asked the question, why don't millennials want to buy stuff? Again, want doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. Um, and it, it it starts compared to previous generations, millennials seem to have some very different habits that have both taken established companies and small businesses by surprise. One of these is that Generation Y doesn't seem to enjoy purchasing things. That's not true. I love buying things. <laughs> so, um, and, and what they say, they, they say some bullshit. And then they say, <laughs> now yeah. here's the culprit. Um, oh, we're going to find out? Here's the culprit, yeah. Uh, and what Fast Company magazine in 2012 said is the reason that no one's buying anything. Um, the liberals. Quote, humanity is experiencing an evolution in consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, we are starting to think differently about what it means to own something. Really? This is why an ambivalence towards ownership is emerging in all sorts of areas, from car buying to music listening to entertainment consumption. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I'm not ambivalent towards owning is the dang <laughs> We actually aren't buying anything because, you know, we are actually sort of too advanced to buy things because really? we're, yeah. Really? It's not, yeah. This it's is the generation that fucking loves cronuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't buy that. Like, like it's like it's like saying that like there's an in, in Ethiopia there's an increasing ambivalence towards eating food. Like, well, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> uh, Here's one Milo accidentally read earlier, which is actually great. There was one from this yachting magazine, which somehow came up in my feed that was like, why aren't millennials buying <laughs> 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 let me, let me, Let me help you with that one, hon. If I had a yacht, I'd have a house. <laughs> you live on the yacht. I mean, as a, speaking as an online celebrity millennial who owns no fewer than four yachts, uh, I feel like the main reason millennials don't own yachts is, uh, you know, they're just not, they just don't want it enough. You know, they're not, they're not getting up at 4am. They've got no rise and grind. You know, they don't have, they don't have. Yeah. We don't want to own yachts. We, we just want to be things for a while. We want to be a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the problem. Is Peter Thiel definitely going to get a yacht made of millennial bones? <laughs> the thing, you know, like the fucking, the, the success, the success the success millennial people have been like driving me up the wall. You know, like that, that fucking guy, Sam Ovens, who's all over the internet. Like I'm a multimillionaire and I can teach you how to be a multimillionaire. And it turns out that like the way in which he's a multimillionaire with his whole, like I started with $0 in my parents' garage in New Zealand. And the way he's become a multimillionaire is by like selling other millennials snake oil about how he can teach them to become a multimillionaire. Like his, he has no business apart from teaching people how to be good at business. Like it's like, what? Yeah. So, uh, do you do you have any more math for us? No, I hate math. <laughs> on, let me see. I don't think I do. I, I do ah! a little math as well. Um, and that that night out that they're saying that like millennials have to stop doing, they're assuming that you'd spend 115 pounds on a night out. They have never been on a night out in Cardiff. <laughs> let me tell you that. Did you have Ryan? You had Ryan Broderick on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I took him to Cardiff. Well, my brother invited him for his birthday. Now him and my brother talk. That's weird. Um, and yeah, he was astounded by how cheap the Jager bombs were. There was one point where I think it's in, shout out to Club Bath Welsh Club because no one else who isn't Welsh <laughs> can actually say the name. They had like a deal where it was like four Jager bombs for I think it was seven pounds or something like that. It was insane. And we were just like, we got so messed up. And then there was also um, four cans of Red Stripe for a fiver. And at one point we were like, wait, no, not fiver, surely not. Maybe a tenner. Anyway, still really super cheap. Yeah. And um, at one point we just like wanted one. And we were like, she was like, but you can get this many. And we were like, so drunk that we were begging her, please don't give us the cheaper deal. You've given us too much alcohol. This is terrible. So, so yeah. what, what we're saying really is that um, all all sort of people aged between like what twenty and thirty three or whatever it is in London need to uh, move to Cardiff, abandon. Yeah. Oh no, all... actually don't because then Cardiff will get more expensive. <laughs> so don't. But basically, we need to sort of start basically like starve ourselves, um, stop going out move to Cardiff, never go on vacation, and uh -huh. give up our beloved lottery. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love... I love you you, you had me until the lottery. 
I'm sorry. I, I'm I gonna, just can't give up the lottery. I can't. I love to be homeless, <laughs> just sitting on a street corner, frantically scratching away at lottery tickets and just Where railing the dust. Where from? I don't know anyone who does the lottery. Do you do, uh, do, you I, guys do the lottery? I mean, no. I, my mom buys my, me a ticket on my, my birthday for a joke. <laughs> I used, my, my dad like had a shop and we used, to, we used to do lottery tickets. Um, but the people who tended to buy lottery tickets were like grandmas and granddads. Mm. Um, and every time they would come in, they would like, it would start off really amicably and then they would ask for their numbers, but you wouldn't know what their numbers were. So you'd be like, what are your numbers? And they were like, you should know my numbers. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know your numbers. Like, you should know my numbers. It's like, I, I, I don't know your numbers. It's like, this is the problem with this country, you know? And then just go on some random rant about like what it was like during the war. And it was just like... <laughs> Okay, but like during the war, there wasn't like in, in uh, back in the war, we'd we'd dress up in our Sunday best to watch the lottery. Uh, <laughs> uh, in in it to win it, that was presented by Clement Attlee in those days, and uh, you'd have uh, you'd have uh, the Viscount Rothermore, he'd be on there, and uh, he'd be playing against Janine from Sheffield. <laughs> One of them would win a Ford Anglia. And I think we've rubbished millennial mathematics quite enough. Um, I'd like to uh, maybe close this out by throwing to Hussein uh, to talk about why England, controversially, is actually good. Yes. Yeah. So this is like, this, it's very rare when England is good. There's only, there's very, so we've talked about poppy season when everyone just goes absolutely mental hmm. about how big yeah. or small your poppy is. Well, they're, they're just the right wing love opium in the UK. Yeah, it's a well-known My poppy's a grower. <laughs> <laughs> Men always compare their poppy sizes. Yeah. It's really Instagram. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, it's not about the poppy. It's about it's it? about who you yell at for not having one. No. <laughs> but the, but the, the, the it's about it's about wearing a, a beekeeper costume made entirely of poppies in order to prove how much you love opium and the troops. <laughs> the time England was good this week was when um, Greg's, a national institution, mm-hmm. um, something oh. akin to Weatherspoons in terms of like unnecessary cult following but for you know, American do you mean unnecessary yeah, very excuse necessary. me it's um, extremely necessary I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna like throw this out there but Greg's actually may not be good <laughs> uh, for, for, for our American <laughs> listeners Greg's is like it's a sort of it's a chain bakery that's really famous for like selling sort of quick really quick and cheap and uh, delicious it's not even that cheap it's true it's not even that cheap that's okay. the thing it's just so, like it, it enables it enables the diabetes of the UK's manual labourers. That is okay. Uh, anyway, right. The cult. The um. So Greg's put out a Christmas advertisement uh, to kick off Christmas crazy season in England, where they um. No one ever calls it Christmas anymore. Yeah, Winterville. Winterville. <laughs> Winterville. Um, or Winterval. what? Or like what I'd like to call like Edel. Mm-hmm. Um, Edel because I said Christmas in front of um, in front of Hussein, the EU is actually going to come shackle me to a bus and drive me oh. to the sea. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, ISIS, is tr- ISIS has truly won. Um, so, we put, so, we, so we did a nativity scene with Mary and Joseph and the three shepherds, but instead of they replaced baby Jesus with like a bitten sausage roll. <laughs> um, Nothing but respect for that sausage way. roll Jesus. So, 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 that baby Jesus is a snack. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, you do, you do. I mean, that's the whole thing in communion, right? You do like you're meant to be eating the flesh of Christ. Why does the flesh of Christ have to be like a weird little wafer thing if you're Catholic? I don't know. Well, this is the thing. Like, so, so, um, so Carl at the Eye Paper, um, who does listen to our show, by the way. Hi, Carl. Follow he, me on Twitter. So, so he, so he, so he, wrote, so he wrote this piece at the Eye about like how actually like Greg's is completely right because Jesus did like portray himself as flesh and therefore it's perfectly legitimate to portray him as a bitten <laughs> sausage roll. I mean, Greg's actually, to be fair, like. They're within the. Is, can you call it a Christian canon? You can say is that the same it, thing you, as like fandom. You, you can say really. it's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's canon yeah. that Jesus was a sausage roll. Wait, does that mean the Book of Mormon is fanfic? Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, the Bible is pretty much fanfic. What? Oh my God, are you a rational atheist? Oh, <laughs> only the New Testament. The Old Testament is like solid. It's you know. So the, the Old Testament is the original text. Yeah, that's the, the New o- Testament that, is fanfiction. Yes, yeah, that's, okay. that's the OG text. Well, no, it really, what happened is actually the uh, New Testament started as uh, fanfiction, <laughs> and then it was published. But then the writers of the Old Testament were like, "No, you can't use Edward Cullen's name." And then- <laughs> <laughs> no, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, I forgot which one was the fan fiction. 
Oh, God, that's some Guy Debord Society of the Spectacle <laughs> shit right there. Um, so, so there were a bunch of people who got really offended by it, allegedly. Did um, they, though? Because th- this is the thing, and I know a couple of news organisations have been having this debate as well when people wrote it up, is that actually I don't know if people were that offended. So I know that like there were Christian groups, and I can't actually say anything right now because of employment reasons, um, but I know that there were some Christian groups who were genuinely offended mm-hmm. by it. Um, there were also a fair amount of, so I tweeted this out and somehow like it went mega viral. Um, again, (laughs) I know, but these are all the tweets I do like, you know, during my loo break. These are all, all we're sorry to have to tell you this, madam, but your son is in fact mega viral. (laughs) (laughs) That is the worst Um, thing. So in the app mentions, which have been going on for like three days now, um, there were like a bunch of these pasty men and they all kind of said the same thing. They weren't necessarily offended by like, you know, this is like an abomination to Christian theology. Um, largely because I think they would realize that, okay, if you were going to like really stick to canon, then maybe like, you know, uh, <laughs> maybe you'd want to like question the idea of, you know, um, a brown kid in the Middle East being born in the winter um, in a stable and staying alive. I'm um, just saying. <laughs> And somehow not looking like a sausage roll, despite right. the fact. That <laughs> <laughs> as as we, as, as we all know, pretty racist, erasing people of sausage from history. <laughs> to be honest. I mean, it's true. As, as as we all know, as we all know, like when all the saints were born, they were born in a uh, cocoon of pastry. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you know it's Greg's way of trying to get the Christian message out there, right? <laughs> Thou shalt know the Messiah when thou shalt look upon his crisp shell. Well, you know, every you know, oh, what, what I hope, what I hope, what, what I hope is that everyone who goes into Greg's and buys a sausage roll, like, make sure they do like the cross yeah. before they. Eat. Yeah. Um, also, you're not meant to do communion if you haven't done confession. Oh, true. So, so, so you'll have like a bunch of guys like conf- like confessing their worst sins <laughs> to like Greg's, <laughs> like people in Greg's. Character. Please go to your nearest Greg's and confess your sins. <laughs> Don't tell them we sent you. Because I maybe we'll get into trouble. Well, I I, I I added Greg's and I was like, look, you know, I've given you tons of publicity. Why don't you like give a bit of money to a podcast called Trash Future? <laughs> um, just oh my god, Trash Future sponsored by Greg's? That would be. I think I'll be legit. That. If that we get be... sponsored by Greg's and Wetherspoons, <laughs> that's the dream. Those are the like. Well, uh, is there a third one I that we think that. of so we can make it the Holy Trinity? I find it so like amazingly hilarious that they replaced the baby Jesus with a sausage roll. Like very few things have amused me more in like the past month than this and I find like anyone who has not found it funny is just like not not worth most of them I know would be like yeah that's hilarious well they were most of them were most of them found it really funny but the the main complaint wasn't the Christian stuff it was like these old men who was like oh what if we like replaced Jesus with like Muhammad what then and I was kind of like okay well if you want to like if you want to if you want to like reenact like the battle of Buddha with like pepper armies then you know go for it <laughs> to be fair, if you wanted to fight off a Muslim army, the Pepper Army would really be the ultimate. Oh, yeah, I, for one, am very excited for ISIS to turn Durham Cathedral into a shawarma stand. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So I just remember the time yeah, that people saw the Brighton, Brighton Pavilion with a mask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? If we get our way, soon it will be. <laughs> or, or when, um, when that UKIP guy like mistook like the um, the cathedral in Victoria. Um, for a mosque, he was like, "Islam's already taking over." Like, look at the mosque over there. It's like, us. Uh... <laughs> yeah, when it's like this whole thing where all those guys get aggro every year, like, "Oh, they've banned Christmas to appease the Muslims," and yet here they're getting annoyed about Gregs, who are not only doing Christmas but have added superfluous pork products in it specifically to exclude the Muslims, and the right still aren't happy. You know, <laughs> it's uh, true. It is very pork based. And I mean, there was there was also like a third bit of outrage, which actually came from like vegans. Right? The Trinity, about yeah, outrage. yeah. And I fe- I, fe- I felt the vegans were a lot more angry. Um, I mean, I kind of get vegans dads. being angry, but I'm also like, if you're vegan, you're not going to be shopping at Greg's anyway. Yeah, it's not as if Greg's... <laughs> it's so weird to be like to be angry at a place which sells sausage rolls for like being open about the fact that it sells sausage rolls. <laughs> we sell sausage rolls. <laughs> This is so weird, like, but you should at least have some common decency and try and cover it up. <laughs> they want, like, they want you to, they want to replace every Greg's with a guy in a trench coat who, like, takes you into an alley and is like, oh, you want to buy some sausage, kid? 
It's not just Hollywood. <laughs> so wait, what was the vegan outrage? The vegan outrage was more just like promoting like meat and like. But you know, Greg sells sausage rolls. That I, just, I don't. I don't get it. I, oh, it's the internet. You're not supposed to get it. You're not supposed. It's the the, the thing about the internet is that actually everyone is very regular and not that. <laughs> and actually, this is all funny to me. And I want to thank the haters actually for uh, boosting my profile. So like maybe because you're all paying attention to me, I'm winning. You sound like a YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually laughing through no, my crusty, crusty mouth. Technically, I am a YouTuber. Can I buy an advent calendar from you, but every time I open it, it pepper sprays me? <laughs> actually, that's on sale. It's only 50 pounds. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it lets you live life as baked Alaska. <laughs> actually, every single door is just Jesus sausage rolls. That's what it is. Let's do a trash future advent calendar, which is just sausage rolls. <laughs> Can you not steal my calendar, please? Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, um, I'm conscious of time, guys. Uh, so I think it's about time to call it there. But, uh, Elena, thank you very much for coming on. That's alright, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, happy Thanksgiving to all our American listeners. Try not to get killed in, like, a, uh, Best Pie brawl. <laughs> yeah, or whatever yeah, it is. Best not, best not to do that. In, in a, in a, in a queuing for the latest sausage roll discount. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.